This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acred. And I'm Ariel. Hey, there it was. Ariel said right before the podcast, she said, one of these days, I'm going to jump in. <laughs> so why not today? The behind the scenes people never get the, the recognition they deserve. Yeah. Well. They never do. No, you guys are very great with behind the scenes recognition. Yeah, thank you. Well, you also get to be in charge of the editing, so you can cut to yourself whenever you want. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> All right, today we're going to be talking about email. Email is a tremendous way to stay top of mind with your clients, nurture your prospects, and drive conversions for your business. But if you aren't reaching the inbox, nobody will even get a chance to see your emails, resulting in all that time, effort, and most importantly, money going to waste. So with spring right around the corner, that means it's time to spring clean your email list. And today we're going to go over seven things you should or shouldn't do to make sure your emails get delivered every time. Do you know the latest um, ROI stat on emails? I don't know it. I think it was 38 it was bucks like for every 30, dollar yeah, spent. Every I think dollar. it went up though. We should it fact actually check came that. Down. Like it came down from like 42 bucks. Oh, that's what it was then. Yeah. It came down because I remember the 40. Look, there's so many other marketing uh, methods, especially text messaging right now that are competing with email. Yeah. Well, there's so much noise. We always say it every time we talk about email. There's so much noise in email. So hopefully some of these tips can help you refine yeah. your email marketing. Well, the value of email marketing is you own that list. List, right. Mm-hmm. So once you've collected those leads, you've collected those people, like you have that list to nurture. And in order to ensure like an effective email strategy, you want to make sure that your email is quality content. We have a lot of podcasts that you can go back and listen to about the content. This is really going to get a little bit more into the technical yeah. from the standpoint. And before we get into this on how to spring clean your email list, want to talk a little bit about how email deliverability works and what is actually impacts your ability to hit people's inboxes. So if you look at it from the standpoint, there's really two main parties within email marketing. One is the ISP. This is the mailbox provider. This is the Gmail, Yahoo, AOL, Outlook, all of the people that actually provide the email service. They are the gatekeepers yeah. to your clients. And Gmail, inbox. if you're listening to this, you are difficult. <laughs> Gmail is definitely- Because we are an email, like we help people with their email marketing. Gmail is definitely one Gmail of the most difficult. difficult to get into the inbox specifically, meaning the yeah. primary tag, right? Because they have filters that push people into promotions, push emails into updates, and push me, uh, emails into social tags. The other player involved here is the ESP, the email service provider. So this is the MailChimp. This is Constant Contact. We use MailGun for our email service provider. This is actually, and we're talking marketing emails, right? We're talking marketing blast, sending multiple emails to a list of people. The key thing in order for your email to hit that inbox, some of the key things that uh, are counted there, and we're going to go into... uh, why you should be taking action on some of these is keep in mind, every email that you send through one of these mail providers uh, essentially has a sender score or an IP reputation attached to it. Your IP reputation is affected by how many people are marking your email as spam, how many people uh, or how many emails are bouncing back to you, meaning they can't be delivered. Over time, your email score can increase or decrease based on all of those things. So if a lot of people are marking your email as spam, your reputation is going to go Mm -hmm. down. The ISPs, the Gmails, the Yahoos of the world are going to look at that and say, wait a minute, everyone who's getting these emails are marketing it as spam. So then it's naturally going to start pushing 
your emails. Then they into put the you on the folder. blacklist. Sometimes. Or you get worse. Yeah. Once you hit the blacklist, you're not even getting into the spam folder. You're just not yep. getting like we've gone multiple times for our own company where we, we had to learn this mm-hmm. and the idea of, oh, wow, we have to warm up a new IP address and make sure we're sending good emails to that IP address to make sure that enough people are getting, you know, getting it, not marking yeah. it as spam to get a good score. Yeah. So that's also another point when if you're thinking about working with an ESP, ask them if you will be on a shared IP because that means multiple senders sending on the same IP. Great point. The value there is it's probably already warmed up so you can start emailing a little bit faster. Or if you're getting into kind of the enterprise level like we do with Marketo or Mailgun, uh, that's when you would be on a dedicated IP, meaning you actually have to warm that up uh, yourself, which is sending a little bit of email to a small quantity of people, getting that interaction, getting those clicks, getting that engagement so that more of those ESPs yep. or ISPs will take your email. So the first advice that we're going to give you is first and foremost, number one, the most important one, do not buy email lists. Don't do it. Yeah. It's tempting. It's kind of like followers it's on Instagram. So Don't buy followers. Don't buy email lists. Yeah, because just like fo- uh, buying followers on your Instagram, on your um, Instagram or your Facebook or YouTube or anything, the site knows that yes. you bought followers. Correct. And it's going to limit your ability to reach other people because you bought those followers. Yeah, so we, one- we learned this firsthand with my Instagram. We hired yep. a PR firm that we thought was going to do PR. We even, at, when we were interviewing them, even going, hey, we don't want bot followers. Like we want real, oh no, no, no. We help you with real engaged followers. And what was it? A couple of days in, we added a couple thousand yeah. followers and I was just like, this son a, of a gun. We cut that off pretty Yeah, quickly. we cut it off. I was like, ah. But one of the reasons why this is going to happen, if you're buying email list and people aren't engaging with your email, the email service providers aren't going to let the people that actually want to get your email actually receive those. There's another thing that people will often have on bought email list and those are called spam traps. Mm. So these tend to be email addresses that the uh, email providers know are no longer in service. And if you're emailing them, it's more than likely that you would have bought that list of email addresses. Yeah, the, the right mentality here that I always share with people and we try to teach people on the phones when we're coaching them up is imagine you have a list of 100 people and you're getting an industry average open rate, let's say 14% in your industry, right? That's 14 people that have looked at your brand today that had not looked at your brand yesterday and email basically cost you nothing. And so you got to think about it through that lens instead of thinking about it through, I want to just email a million people from a bot list where most of those are not going to see it. It's going to ruin your reputation, all that good stuff. Try to think of it more of like, hey, look, I want to really actually connect with these human beings. And if you're in an industry like real estate insurance, those 14 people, man, if just one of them bought a home for you or from you, imagine the return on investment from that. All right. So what do you do instead of buying email lists? Well, you only send to people you know, or that have opted into your email. And for that, you've got to start doing some lead generation. So this could be lead forms that you're running on your site. If you're a reminder media client, we have branded posts. Each one of those branded posts comes with a lead form attached where people will be giving you their email address and opting into your communication. Not only does this allow you to follow CAN SPAM Act guidelines and and the law, but it also uh, increases the chance that those people won't mark you as spam because they'll be expecting email from you. Uh, And if they don't want to receive your email, instead of marking you spam, they'll simply unsubscribe as long as you're keeping those best practices in place and allowing people to have an unsubscribe button. We always say, don't worry about the unsubscribes. We look at our unsubscribe rate and think, well, I would rather somebody unsubscribe from me 
then never engage. Yes, hit the list. Hit the list because if they're not engaging, it's going to hurt my overall deliverability. You can also run Facebook ads. So we have a great Facebook ad services that you can check out. You can contact us at remindermedia.com to check that out. But it's a great way to get cheap email addresses added to your list. Landing pages you should be running. And then make sure that your website is actually optimized for lead capture. Meaning when someone comes to your site, What's the one thing that you want them to do or the one call to action that you want to include to capture those email addresses? You can do other things like put exit intent forms on your website whenever someone moves their mouse outside of the active window. Put up a little item of value that people can fill out a lead form and you'll continue to build your list that way. Another way um, that I've seen people do this creatively on like Instagram and stuff is like post on stories like uh, Candace Decker, who we had on the podcast. She's a top real estate agent down in Florida. She posts on her stories all the time. Want to receive my list of properties. Investors want to receive my list of properties. And you can put literally your email address right there in the Instagram story because she's obviously giving you a form to put that in. So you can utilize that and use your Instagram stories to collect people's information. Hey, want a list of properties? You can do that in insurance. Hey, or in financial, want to find out about crypto, like all that stuff. Another thing uh, Candace does is those daily affirmations. Yes. So she does it through text message, but oh, that's you can a also idea. do something like that through email. All right, we're going to run through these next ones pretty quick because they're they're more like kind of technical, not as much marketing you know advice going on here as much as it is just technical cleanup. So the next thing you want to do is delete your customer service addresses. These are distribution lists. They obviously get very low engagement. There's usually not a human on the other end looking for these, but they might end up in your email list somehow because maybe uh, you exported out of your list of contacts. Yeah. Your email phone or your Gmail. Or your, yeah, yep. your, uh, your phone. And sometimes those emails get in there. So simply search your database for emails with customer in them. Info, do not reply. Look for every variation of do not reply, do dash not reply. Uh, and then mailer daemon is one that a lot of people miss because mailer daemon is actually an email that could get into your database because you sent an email that was undeliverable. And that's the yeah. service that actually There's no human out there named Damon. There's no human. <laughs> with a last name mailer. Mailer daemon, right? <laughs> well, there might be. <laughs> Next tip is to remove single-use emails. So these are email addresses that are created on sites like uh, Craigslist. I just had another one today. Oh, Indeed.com does Mm. this as well. It allows the users to stay anonymous. So what the sites will do is it'll, but still kind of email back and forth. So what the sites will do is they'll create a single-use email address. Sometimes those end up in your database. Those obviously are not going to get delivered and the email providers will recognize that. Definitely beware of bonus, uh, bogus, not bonus addresses. You want bonus addresses. (laughs) Bogus addresses. These are addresses that start with the numbers like 12345bob at gmail.com. Incomplete or misspelled email. So if someone fat-fingered Gmail and wrote Gmall, G-M-A-L-L, look for things like that. And then nonsense strings of characters. Normally when this happens is because somebody wanted, uh, filled out one of your lead forms, but they didn't want to give you your real Yeah, correct. Real they wanted to give you bogus So they put info. in those bogus info. Real easy to scan for from that perspective. You could also do searches on different variations of Gmail. Uh, missing like msn.co, someone missed the M, go yep. through and check this out. You can clean them up. You can edit them if you think that they're real or you can delete them. Always ask for personal emails when emailing <clears throat> your, your contacts because business addresses tend to be a high target for spam already. So they already have an additional layer of spam filters that the normal email addresses might not be. So if you do have like people's work accounts, emails, uh, it's a great touch point to find out what their personal email is. We're starting to do this with our sales team. When we uh, sign someone up, instead of getting their Keller Williams email or their Century 21 or whatever, like we obviously want those too. 
but we're trying to ask them for their personal. What's their Gmail? What's your Comcast? What's your AOL email? Because we know there's a high, high chance that yeah. you'll actually look at that. And always make sure just to add that little item of value. Hey, can I get your personal email so I can make sure you receive yep. X, whatever that item of value might be. And then the last one is if you are having trouble getting people opening your emails, you can check with your list and ask them to essentially white label or white, la- white list your email address. So what that might be is sometimes if the emails that you're sending are getting into spam, simply email your list from your Gmail account. Do it in smaller chunks. Email groups of people that you really want to make sure that they're getting your emails. Have them go into their spam, right-click on it, move, uh, or click not spam. If it's going to promotions, you can right-click on it and move to primary. That way your users or your, your recipients will be able to make sure that they're receiving your emails as well. I love it. I would encourage you guys like Ricky Carruth, one of the ways he's built his whole business. We interviewed him on the podcast, does about a hundred transactions a year. He's done it for like the last 14 years. He does an email a week, every week to his database. And mm-hmm. one of his main goals, when he circle prospects, like that's another way you could collect email addresses. He's calling a neighborhood that he might be farming, might be working. And he literally asked them for an email address that he can keep in touch with them with and send them relevant information about properties that go on the market or different things that are happening in the community. He does an email once a week, every week, literally for his whole career. And it's built him up to where he says he gets so much business from just doing that consistently. So I would encourage you guys, listen to him. He has some great tips on emails and what he's doing. Do you know where the name uh, spam comes from? Excuse me. I do not. So there was a Monty Python. Do you know, Ariel? Mm -mm. There was a Monty Python sketch in which the name of the canned pork product, spam, everyone knows what spam is. Uh, well, no they, one knows what it really is, but everybody knows what it is. They know of it. They know the product. They said that it's uh, spam is ubiquitous, unavoidable, and repetitive. Well, well, the, like the meat is that. So it became, you know, nerds will always yeah. find something from Monty Python <laughs> to name. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's two ways we ask you to do it. First way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. We'll read it here on the show. And the best way is to tell a friend about this episode. Luke, why should you never get in a fight with a T-Rex? You'll get your ass sicked. You'll get... Huh? You'll get Jurassic. You'll oh. get your Jurassic kicked. You'll get your Jurassic... <laughs> you'll get I thought it was going to be Jurassic Park, baby. <laughs> I never tested that one out loud. I only (laughs) saw it on my calendar and thought it was funny. (laughs) I wasn't quite sure how to pronounce it. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Your action item for this podcast is clean up your email list, right? So go in there, apply some of these principles. Really apply the easy one. Look for email addresses that don't make sense. Either there's misspellings, they're not real, or... There are companies that are never going to respond to you. Get those off your email address. Clean it up. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers. It's top producers take action. Take action on that today. 